we inherit our true parents, God's blood lineage. We are same blood lineage under God. That's why blessed family is so precious. I really challenge is, of course, my family is so precious, but how can I feel each one of our blessed family as my own family member, as owned by blood lineage? How can I love my neighbor blessed family same as my own family? I think this is a really God's wish and true parent wish to reach that kind of level. That is the real and substantial kingdom of heaven, centering on our family and blessed family. 안녕하세요. Good morning. Good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까. Wow, just now Dr. Hendrik sharing is really, really, really beautiful. His inner sharing is really, really touched my heart. Yes. You know, yesterday the GPA graduation ceremony was held at UTS. 111 people were graduated, 108 GPA members and three young adults. More than three <coughs> family members, including GPA families, gathered. Yesterday's graduation ceremony was thrown into a state of feverish excitement GPA. I have been to America and attended many, many, many meetings and events and conferences so far, but yesterday's graduation ceremony was the best I have ever seen. It was truly, truly the scene of the work of the Holy Spirit of God, who is living and working. So it took about four hours, but it felt like a 30, min 30 minutes event. GPA is really our hope, you know, and it felt like the future. I thought it was a, such an event that God directly showed us where the unification movement should go in the future. It was really incredible. You can feel that God is really living God. We can hear from each person's of a testimony. The atmosphere, entire room is really fully occupied by God's Holy Spirit. I hope when you have time, please, you can watch the yesterday event it was really, really beautiful. That's why I'm going to have this kind of a GPA event next year as a national event. I want to find a more bigger place to invite all American brothers and sisters to participate this kind of a wonderful event. And especially those who are serving for the sake of the world as a Chinese missionary, they are the one who really create such a beautiful atmosphere. So our movement where to go, very clear. Need to solve the war. Uh, six of GPA graduates uh, gave very inspiring and moving testimonies. And we look at that, how beautiful they are, really tearfully sharing. Having USA and CIG missionaries offer very beautiful songs as well. GPA director, Roland, oh, he's my now hero. He gave the congratulation remark, and President Naoki gave also a few beautiful congratulatory message. 
I gave a keynote address. This is a part of a commencement ceremony and cake cutting ceremony and group photo. You see the even second floor, some of them are, you know, outside. It was a really, really beautiful event. And three cheers of Ang Manse. Yeah. Today, I'd like to talk about the proclamation of Chun Il Gu from True Mother's Anthology, Book One. The proclamation of Chanukuk. In the Old Testament age, we called God Jehovah. And in the New Testament age, we called him God the Father. From now on, we must change the way we call God. When you pray, please address God as Heavenly Parent. The name Heavenly Parent is smooth in English, and it is meaningful in Korean too. The first words you say when you pray should be heavenly parent and then beloved, true parents of heaven, earth, and humankind. We usually refer to God as heavenly father, but in the era of the Chanilgu, when true mother proclaimed the foundation day, God the father was officially changed to heavenly parents. Of course, True Father often referred to God as a heavenly parent, but True Mother officially proclaimed this to all people in the universe. This is a truly astonishing statement. Next. Foundation Day is the start of Chanukuk. Since Korea is our heavenly parents' homeland, all nations and peoples must come to Korea and enthusiastically cooperate in order to make Korea into God's substantial homeland. Heaven has prepared for Foundation Day for a long time. As we know, when central figures did not fulfill their responsibilities, God did not work through them again. We must help the second generation members and ensure that we are all victorious. We must cooperate through all possible means. The first Israel and second Israel must cooperate with Korea, the third Israel, and ensure that it is restored at all cost. True Father should not be seen only as a Messiah, but in the context of the victorious true parents. All people and organizations must testify about true parents. This is a precious blessing and a shortcut in accomplishing the ideal of a true family. Yes, Foundation Day is the start of the Chanilgu. Chanilgu has not yet been completed. For the completion of the Chanilgu, the sovereignty and people must be restored with at least one nation as the basic unit. Therefore, the most urgent task of the declaration of the Chanilgu is for the Republic of Korea, the third Israel chosen by God to become the substantial Chanilgu. From now on, all Unification Church members around the world have to do their best to help the Republic of Korea you know, the homeland of the heavenly parents become a completed 
2019. Recently, about Dr. Yoon, and he came back from Cambodia. He met uh, uh, Prime Minister Hun Sen. You know, we we have uh, we can have a chance to hear his report. It was really, really incredible kind of happening. I think we can hear very soon many things, really good things going on, centering on about Korea. The, the United States as the elder son nation should give a priority, top priority to helping fatherland Korea. It's a parent country. Next. I have begun a new page in history through Chan Sang-kyang, Pyeongwak-kyang, and Cham Pumokyang. It is not enough to just tell the story generally. You must clearly testify about true parents. Though you have attended true parents, you have not truly known them. And this has caused serious problems. Vision 2020 is our goal to find and establish true parents' royal authority in Korea. Providential first and second generation members must march together to find our heavenly parents' homeland. The three providential nations, Korea, the United States, and Japan, must change by investing their maximum effort and by living up to their faith at the risk of their lives at this point. So now, mother talking about here, Chun Sung-kyung and Pyeong Ha-kyung and Chen Bumo-kyung, this is one of the main textbooks. Now, recently, true mother, of course, these three books are very important. I tried to mother, try to make as a one scripture. So then everybody can uh, study uh, just like a Bible, you know? So now, really, uh, Korean History Committee, they are really making making that uh, so I think we can of course we need to study three scripture Chun Sung-kyung, Pyeong-hwa-kyung, Chan-bu-mo-kyung but now mother really uh, put her effort to make as a one book like a bible so we can see someday we can uh, we can see that uh, the beautiful uh, true mother's uh, scripture Living Divine Principle, today another chapter, new chapter, the principle of creation 53, the realm of God's direct dominion. Until now, I'm talking about the realm of God's indirect dominion, but from today, I'd like to talk about God's direct dominion. Let's study EDP content first. Realm of direct dominion. What is the realm of God's direct dominion? Human beings abide in the realm of direct dominion when, as subject partners and object partners, they unite in the love of God to form a four-position foundation and become one in heart with God. In this realm, they freely and fully share love and beauty according to the will of the subject partner, thus realizing the purpose of goodness. The realm of direct dominion is the realm of perfection. <clears throat> what is the meaning of God's direct dominion over human beings? Once Adam and Eve had perfected themselves as individuals centered on God, they were to live together as one. 
forming the four-position foundation in their family. Living in oneness with God's heart, they would have led a life of goodness, sharing the fullness of love and beauty with Adam as the head of the family. What will the world be like when the natural world abides under the direct dominion of human beings? When a fully mature person relates with the diverse things in nature as his object partners, they come together to form a four-position foundation. People who are in total resonance with God's heart will lead the natural world in the free-flowing sharing of love and beauty, and the entire universe will realize goodness. In such a manner, human beings will exercise direct dominion over all things. Yes, let us study Father's work. Discovering humankind's portion of responsibility. It is quite surprising, too, that the divine principle describes a portion of responsibility for mankind, that is, the realm of dominion based on accomplishments and the realm of God's direct dominion. You should be aware what an amazing discovery this is. Who is being connected and with what? The connection is possible only through the love of the completed Adam. It is possible when Adam becomes mature and stands in the position of having completed his portion of responsibility, then becomes one with a woman, becoming the center of horizontal and vertical love. Humankind should go the way of completing and linking the realm of dominion based on accomplishments and the realm of God's direct dominion. Then men can be completed as men and the same for women. This will be the result. Men and women who have received the love of God can marry and become one by uniting the realm of dominion based on accomplishments through the principle and the realm of God's direct dominion. Centered on love horizontally and vertically. Finally, standing on a standard centered on love. That is why this becomes the completion of the universe. That is to say, the completion of God's ideal, the central core of what human beings desire. Yes. It is a surprising fact that there is a there is an indirect dominion and a direct dominion concerning the perfection of Adam and Eve. This is a really great discovery. No one discovered so far. And true parents discover this one. There is God's indirect dominion and there is also God's direct dominion. Wow, we did not know this, you know? First time our true father discover and very clear, what should I do under God's indirect dominion? And what's the real meaning of the God's direct dominion? And the connection between this indirect dominion and direct dominion is possible only through the love of Adam and Eve who have perfected their individual selves. In the place where Adam and Eve keep absolute purity and receive God's blessing, 
the position where they become one vertically, horizontally, spiritually, and physically, and share love are where indirect dominion and direct dominion connect. Therefore, we bless a family, bless children, including first generation, should know that God's direct dominion and indirect dominion are connected through the marriage blessing and should spend the first night where the bride and groom become one in a very precious way. You have to receive the benediction of Abel or your parents before starting the family. The, complete, the, the, the completion of the universe is the completion of the marriage of Adam and Eve. This is really incredible guidance. Today's youth ministry, the completion stage church. Let's start. The completion stage church must offer one's everything beyond tithe. Formation stage churches must pass around the offering bag and make visits. However, since growth stage churches have members that continuously come on their own, the pastor does not have time to visit members. Next, the completion stage church does not need the name or title church. The family church becomes the center of the completion stage church, and the large chapel should become a place to hold banquets. Gatherings of that same level and style must be held in church. It is having the names family ministry, love ministry, or something and holding a banquet with longing, devotion, and love. The completion stage church is a banquet house. The formation stage church must become a banquet house for repenting sins and being grateful. The growth stage church becomes a banquet house for celebrating being resurrected one level, and the completion stage church especially becomes a banquet house of love. Yeah. The completion stage church must offer once everything beyond tithe. And a completion stage church should lead a, a daily life of worship, not just only you know, worshiping on Sunday. You have to offer your heart and chosen with the heart of the worshiping heaven in every moment. So that you are every minute, every second, every hour. So it is a time to worshiping for God. And then finally go to the church and attending Sunday service. So without that's why our daily life, each moment, each hour, very important. Each moment, each hour, each hour is like worshiping heaven. How beautiful. This is the really out of the channel group. Formation stage must pass around the offering bag and the pastor need, need to be to this home and that home because pastor need to go because people do not know. And then encourage them to come to Sunday service. Please come to Sunday service. Join Sunday service. Please give offering. This kind of a level is a formation stage. However, since growth stage churches have members and guests that continuously come on their own. 
The pastor does not have the time to visit members, right? Next, the family church becomes a center of the completion stage church. The large chapel, uh, ch- chapel of the church should be a place where people with a longing gathering and feast on Sunday. You should have a frequent meeting with the people of the same level uh, or, or same style. And we must testify of God who lives and walks in the church and return joy and glory to him. That's why Father saying that completion church is centering on testimony, how God is working through, through me and through my family. That's why the Sunday service mainly focus on God's living testimony. We need to hear that how is really God working? How can we meet God? How can Heavenly Father through my own family? So this is a completion stage. Completion stage should focus on living testimony. Any internal guidance, any about about the Sunday service content should be centering on living testimony. And then everybody enjoy, everybody really grateful, and then really have a longing on each other, truly feel, wow, here is God, here is the Holy Spirit, here is a kind of the kingdom of heaven. Blessed families should experience the small kingdom of heaven in the church chapel. It is a banquet with a longing and jongsong devotion and love. The completion stage church is a Banquet house of true love. Next. The place true parents are at is the banquet house. If we look at the course of the three growth periods, we need to reflect on what kind of church our church is today and how the pastor is educating the members. The pastor himself stands in the forefront and gradually pulls up the members' spirits But depending on the member's atmosphere, the pastor might actually be dominated and pulled down by them. If a pastor has been pastoring for a long time, it is easy to be pulled and controlled by the environment. When a member does wrong, the pastor who scolds and worries from a parent's position is a grown pastor. One who visits door to door and greets is a formation stage pastor and a church where people gather so much that the pastor tries to run away after preaching is a completion stage church. The reason a pastor avoids his position is because it is difficult to handle since there are too many people gathering. So he stealthily disappears. In the early days, true father avoided it very well. However, the members smell true parents' love and find out where he is. Originally, the church of the completion stage love needs to gather enough people to a point of causing an incident where people are crushed to death. Where there is honey, bees and butterflies flock to it. Honey does not go looking for bees and butterflies. The same is true for a completion stage church. Yeah, (laughs) 
The place where true parents are is always a banquet house, considering the division of the church in terms of the three-stage growth process of formation, growth, and completion. What kind of a church is our church today, and what is our pastor's standard? The most important thing in ministry is that the pastor himself should be at the forefront and focus on raising the heart of the members. Pastor should not be drawn by the circumstances of the church members and be dominated and pulled down by them. And then church, the pastor need to go down and serving and then, you know, go to visit, please come and join. Wow, this level is a very low level. That everybody, each one of the members need to take ownership, not just only rely on the pastor. Everybody take ownership. If a pastor has been pastoring for a long time, it is to be pulled and controlled by the environment. When a member does wrong, the pastor who scold and worry from a pastor's position is already grown pastor. Sometimes wrong and they need to tell, need to speak out, this is wrong. Our church cannot be like that. That means that kind of level church already grown up. Originally, the church of the completion stage love needs to gather enough of people to a, a point of the causing an incident where people are, are crushed to death, where there is a honey and peace and butterfly flock to it. Honey does not go looking for peace and butterflies, I tell you again. The modern church that true mother asks to create or the church that shows others refers to this kind of the church. That's why I really try to reduce even my sermon become shorter, and I really want to put more testimony, more exciting event, and then testify God is a living God. So that is really our goal. And now I've tried to create that kind of church centering our Clifton Church. Of course, there are many, many challenges, but it takes time. But now we are very much exciting to reach that kind of a standard. Thank you very much. Today, um, about another uh, living uh, testimony. And uh, we will have the time to listen to the testimony of the team who went on a mission to Zambia. We welcome Christopher, Benjamin, Ohana, and Sonil Eugene who went on a, a mission to Zambia. Let's hear their beautiful testimony. Thank you very much, my brothers and sisters. Thank you so much, Dr. Young, for that incredible message you have shared with us. And as Dr. Young just introduced, the living testimony givers are will be the Chonoguk Youth Ministry from GPA who went overseas to Zambia. So Zambia team, please share. Morning, everyone. Morning. 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 Morning, Dr. Young. Uh, yes, we are the CIGYM Zambia team. And before we get into anything, we would like to introduce ourselves. So, um, yes, my name is Christopher Creambiel. I am a, a team leader and also a young adult uh, CIG missionary. Good morning, everyone. My name is Benjamin Berge, and I'm a third year Chenoguk missionary. Good morning. My name is Sanal Tamashiro. I'm a second year Chenoguk missionary. Morning. My name is Ohana Aguilera Santos, and I'm a second year Chanaguk missionary. Morning. Uh, my name is Eugene Youngcook, and 
I'm a second year strategy missionary. Yes, that is our team. So now if you would like to share a bit about our experience in Zambia. Uh, as you can see here on this first slide, this is a picture we, we took in Zambia. This is of the Victoria Falls, one of the seven natural wonders of the world. So if you know Victoria Falls, then you know that's, it's, it takes place in Zambia. Here's a little bit about Zambia. It is a country in Africa in the southern region. The capital is Lusaka, which is where we, uh, that's the main city where we did our witnessing activities. And it's a Christian nation officially. It's a very new country, declared independence in 1964. Um, and also about our movement. Uh, the movement began in 1975 with the, with the 1975 missionaries, uh, the German missionary, American missionary, and the Japanese missionary. And we actually had the honor and the privilege to work with one of them, uh, the German missionary, Rudolf Fabar. He is, he, ever since 1975, he has remained in Zambia. So from him, we could really inherit and see what is the true heart of a missionary. So it really feels like this, this mission country is not just temporary, but this is my eternal mission. If you read in True Mother's memoir, uh, at one point she talks about the sausage factory in Zambia. And he is the one who actually started that sausage factory. On top of that, he also began a uh, school called Ballastone Park School. And here are some of the leaders that we worked with during our time in Zambia. We have the national leaders, Reverend David and Betty Piri. There's also the IAYSP president, Sundo Motewa, and the sub-regional UPA youth envoy, Philip Karamagi. And these are the people that we really worked closely with. Uh, they supported us in our witnessing activities. Uh, they have guided us in how to witness and also supported us in, in many different ways. One person we would like to highlight is actually the national leader, Reverend Piri. He's a very, very amazing divine principal lecturer, actually. One of our first experiences when we arrived was attending one of his one-day divine principal workshops where he lectured for six hours straight, <laughs> uh, the divine principal, to just two guests. But he gave his whole heart into it for six hours straight. And it was such a deep and um, biblical outlook in the divine principle. So from, from these leaders, we definitely inherited a lot, a lot of the heart of witnessing, the heart of a missionary, the heart of wanting to share the divine principle. And uh, here's our team. So we, are, we introduced uh, the five of us on this call, but in addition to us five, we also have two members of the Mission Phoenix program. Mission, Mission Phoenix is uh, a sub-program within GPA, which uh, mainly takes care of young first generation. So we also had Abraham Salazar and Kevin Reyes join our team for part of the mission. And also we had a young second generation from Zambia. Uh, partway through our, our mission, she joined our team and supported us in our witnessing activities. And here's our vision. We have our internal goal, which is to tune into true parents found this heart of salvation. This is the goal that we all united upon in heart. Uh, all of us strove to, each day, strove to experience and understand true parents' heart, specifically the heart of salvation. And this really drove us through our witnessing efforts. And our external goal uh, that we were starting to achieve during this time was to have 40 guests receive Second Advent. 
and raise up seven guests, seven of those 40 guests to become full-time members, meaning they would be missionaries themselves. They would be staying at the center, uh, witnessing, carrying out witnessing activities. Uh, but this can only be accomplished when we truly unite upon this internal goal of tuning into Traparent's heart of salvation. And here's our main witnessing activities. We would have daily street witnessing every afternoon, Mondays through Fridays. Uh, we also began a weekly culture talk on Thursdays, which is like a character education event where we gave yeah, character education based on the divine principle. We held service projects, uh, co coordinating with YSP, and also two-day divine principle workshops and seven-day divine principle workshops. One thing I would like to mention is that when we arrived in Zambia, there wasn't so much of a structure. They were having uh, weekly uh, one-day divine principle seminars, and, and occasionally they would have seven-day workshops as well. But during this time, we took, they gave us the ownership and initiative to create our own workshops. So these seven-day workshops that we had, uh, it was all coordinated by us. We even had a chance to give lectures during these workshops. And uh, it was really such an amazing experience for us to not just bring people to the center, but also coordinate and create workshops where we can express uh, a heart of love, a heart of wanting to share divine principle, the heart of uh, really tuning into that, that heart of salvation. Here's some pictures from our witnessing efforts from some of the workshops. One thing I'll also like to mention about Zambia is that, uh, as I mentioned earlier, it's a Christian nation officially. So pretty much everyone that you talk to is a Christian. So when you teach divine principle, it's very different from the way we teach it here in America. Here in America, it's a very broad audience. You have people of many different backgrounds and religions and beliefs. But here, everyone is Christian. So when you teach divine principle, you have to teach it from the Christian perspective. And you really have to focus and, and tune into uh, what, is, what is the heart of Christianity. You have to understand and really know uh, the guests' love and appreciation for God and for Jesus. Uh, so really, it required us to really look into the Bible and, and tune into that, that aspect of witnessing. For, for all of us missionaries, it was a very, very deep and amazing experience. We also had some service projects. We uh, had service projects at orphanage and at schools. And this was also an opportunity for guests to get involved and, you know, feel like they can support the community through YSP. And here's some more uh, information about our witnessing. Uh, in these pictures here, you can see this is the, the main witnessing area. In the top picture, you can see that it's a just a dirt road right outside the center. And yeah, it looks, you know, a little, little messy. But on that road, a lot of spiritual activity took place, a lot of witnessing, a lot of junk song. And this road was very, very close to uh, a university uh, called Eden University. And maybe you noticed a video playing in the right. That is when we first arrived. It rained a lot. We, we arrived during the rainy season. And pretty much whenever it rained a lot, the whole road would just be flooded. <laughs> so this, I just want, we want to show you this because so you can get a little bit of an idea of what witnessing was like in Zambia. Here's some more pictures of witnessing, meeting with guests, uh, witnessing at the Eden University campus, also giving lectures at workshops. And as a result of all of our witnessing efforts, we were able to accomplish uh, approximately 720 approaches, 200 divine principle introductions, 
And from those introductions, we were able to have 60 consistent guests. And of those 60 consistent guests, we were able to have 15 guests receive the, the, the full or finish the divine principle. In total, we were able to give four, 400 or more divine principle lectures during our four months there. And from these pictures, these are actually pictures from the seven-day workshops that we held. We had two seven-day workshops, and you can see in the pictures the guests holding their certificates. Those are the ones that, that completed and finished the divine principle during those seven days. That's truly, truly an amazing experience. So now, uh, oh, and also we would like to showcase uh, some of the guests, some of the graduates of these seven-day workshops. Uh, yeah, we, we did say that there's 15, but here's five of them. And uh, I would like to share a little bit about a few of them. Uh, first, I would like to share about our sister in the middle. Her name is Chilombo. She was the first one to finish the divine principle out of all the guests that we were witnessing to. And she was very, very attentive and very, very eager to learn the divine principle. And one Sunday, she was free the whole afternoon. So we took that Sunday for five hours straight. Me and uh, another missionary, Sano, we just lectured for the whole five hours. And in that five hours, uh, we finished the last couple chapters of the divine principle. And we were able to experience for the first time pro proclaiming who true parents are and proclaiming that true parents are the second coming. True parents are the second advent. And also, I'd like to talk about our brother, Louis, uh, right next to Chilombo. He's a brother that we actually didn't approach him on the street. He was just walking by the center one day, and he just had this intuition, this spiritual pulling to just come into the center. And so he did. He just walked in, and he was like, I feel like I need to learn something here. <laughs> so he, from that point on, we, we taught him divine principle, and he continued coming, and he finished the divine principle. And from that, just following that spiritual intuition, his life was able to really change from that point on. So now uh, that is our presentation. Now we would like to share our um, uh, personal testimonies, our experience. So we'll begin with our brother here, Benjamin. Good morning, everyone. Again, my name is Ben. And yes, from this mission time, I really wanted to share the greatest lesson I learned in my experience was really finding God's love for me, God's strong, incredible desire to invest into me. And going into mission, it's very easy to focus on how do I love the guests? How do I give, give, and continue to give again? And that was a mindset that I continued to hold on to as I went. And it's a great mindset. Um, there was one sister who we had during a seven-day workshop, my own personal guest, and it was definitely very challenging um, to take care of her. There's a lot of challenges that went on throughout the whole seven days. But and in the moment, I only saw it as, okay, I just have to give and really focus on what I can try to give. And I hit a lot of walls in that way. Um, and kind of ending it off, it was a tough experience, but now really taking time to reflect on it, I could see how much actually God really gave me that, that person, um, his daughter, so I could really learn to grow this parental heart. There's so much I could learn. And so really wrapping up this whole experience in Zambia, what I can see is how God was guiding me so much through each and every single person I met, through each and every single experience. So I find so much gratitude for God's personal love, personal touch for me in my life. Thank you. Hello, my name is Sunil. And today I want to share my experience on understanding more why I personally need shoe pants. 
And before GPA, something that I would always question myself about is why I personally need shoe pants. And it was a lot easier for me to understand why the world needs shoe pants or why others need shoe pants. But being able to teach divine principle whole way, the whole way through really helped me help me understand this question even more. And I was able to see the process and change throughout. And it's really made me realize that this is a change that I have experienced myself, but is also the change that I will continue to experience when growing my relationship with true parents. And so being able to see someone change through divine principle and teaching divine principle made me recognize that I myself as well can make this change through growing my relationship with your parents and even growing my relationship with divine principle. Thank you. Hi everyone, my name is Ohana and I also want to share a brief testimony about our time in mission. Um, I feel like it's safe to say that Mission experience is not always easy. It's actually and can get very challenging. Um, and I myself faced many challenges during this mission time, faced many struggles, many times of loneliness or times when I really felt like I had nothing more to give or nothing more to invest and really feeling like giving up, um, especially being the only sister on this huge team of brothers in the beginning, I, I really felt like there were times when I felt that there was no one who could really understand my heart or understand how I was feeling. Um, even with guests, like constantly trying to search for an object partner, but being rejected. Um, so during these times when I felt like I had nothing left to give, um, I realized that mission really puts you in this position where even when you feel like you are, aren't able to, or you don't have the capacity to love, um, you're always going to be asked to give more, whether it's when you go out witnessing every day on a witnessing run or you, you're constantly living with local members in the same center. So you're, you have to give, you have no choice but to love and to give every single day, even when you feel lonely or you feel like in the state of challenge. And I really feel like through that experience, I was able to reach and to touch a heavenly mother and heavenly parents and true mother's heart and understand their course through that lonely experience. Um, and actually, it wasn't until we came back to America where I really saw the value and the beauty of that challenge and persevering through that struggle um, through Dr. Young giving us the opportunity to share at East Garden or even this morning through morning devotion. I really feel like there's so much more value, actually, through our experience and mission that we can share with our brothers and sisters. And it was through this experience that led me to decide to actually offer another year as a Chanaguk missionary as a third year. Um, so it truly, it, it touched my heart deeply and it changed very much so to the core of who I am as well. Ah, beautiful, Ohana. Good. Good morning. Uh, yeah, so I also wanted to briefly share about my um, experience with principal in Zambia. Um, yeah, so before before GPA, uh, honestly speaking, I never really found the mom principal that, that enticing or that interesting. It was kind of just a philosophy that um, I, I grew up with. And honestly, even throughout my, my time on GPA, um, even as a missionary, uh, it was a, a big struggle for me to fully connect to the principle, especially as the absolute truth. But I think being in Zambia, like as, as Chris expressed, um, it was an, an amazing experience. Uh, actually, the, the workshop that 
who's talking about when Reverend Peary lectured for like six hours straight. I think it was me and one other one other member. I attended like the full like six hours, and it was probably one of my like most memorable experiences there. Um, so there were many workshops and many lectures like that where it was just so full of spirit and so full of life and so time consuming, but at the same time felt like the split like a split second where um yeah like I was when this, I was looking at the guests and um and I felt like through them I was able to like see um transformation like the power the true power of principle um because the guests there like they're like so receptive and yeah so many of them like lives were like completely changed actually from the principle I think just seeing that in Zambia like, really inspired me and really like burned this curiosity inside of me to want to further study principle, further go deeper into the, the heart of principle. The principle is the absolute truth. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. And then final one. Thank you. My personal testimony. Uh, yes. So my name is Christopher and actually, uh, before joining this mission, I was a, a member at Cork DMV. Before then, I was, also, I was I graduated GPA. I actually did CIG mission before. I went to Albania for one month. And, you know, going into this mission, I thought I really knew witnessing because I've been doing it for a couple of years now. And, uh, but what I came to realize is that, um, well, before, my core motivation for witnessing was to make people happy, was to encourage people to live a more joyful life through the principle. But through this experience in Zambia, actually what I felt God was guiding me, me to was to fight for and live for a higher witness with a higher motivation. One thing I, I really realized and what I turned to a lot was true parents, the heart of true parents. I realized that I can't just be witnessing just to make people happy, but I really have to witness because out of a heart of junk, out of a heart of hyojung for, for our true parents. Uh, I really feel now, after having many experiences, sharing about true parents, proclaiming true parents, really, like, I can really begin to experience and understand our value as in the position as missionaries for being second generation, what it means to share about true parents. So this whole mission was a very, very valuable, valuable experience for, for me, for the whole team, and we were very grateful for the opportunity to share everyone this morning. Thank you so much. Wow. Thank you so much, our Zambia team, Christopher and yeah. Benjamin. Oh, thank you. Eugene, everybody, thank you so much. It is a beautiful testimony. I love you all. Thank you. Thank you. We yeah. love you too. Yeah. <laughs>